Good morning. Um, again, my name is Joel Metzger. Um, I'm one of the leaders here at Haven. Um, and like we've said, kind of today is a little bit of a different Sunday. Um, instead of a typical message during this time, we're using this time to articulate our vision for the next year for our church community. Um, what we'll do today is we'll look back at the past year, and then we'll look forward to this next year and the vision that we have for it. And so uh, what I want to start with is by bringing to the forefront of our minds our mission and vision here at Haven. Um, our mission at Haven is to transform spiritual seekers into fully devoted followers of Jesus. And so from spiritual seekers and everyone in between, wherever you're at on your spiritual journey, whether you're far from Christ, new to faith, or have been following for years or even decades, uh, what we want to do is we want to help people become those fully devoted followers of Jesus. And hopefully we realize that we'll never actually arrive, but we'll keep moving forward and taking steps. Um, and that happens from Sunday to Saturday, not just in the building. It happens here at the church, but it also happens in coffee shops, in living rooms, and at dining room tables. And the way that we do this is we do this by uh, loving God living connected, serving others, and reaching out. Um, and this isn't really groundbreaking or anything. Every church has kind of their statement of what they do. Some people are, you know, upward, inward, and outward, or whatever it is. But so this is our statement of how we grow in our faith. So by loving God is how we're in relationship with Jesus. We love God by spending time with him. And we think about the spiritual disciplines that we have, like reading, prayer, silence and solitude, and Sabbath. Living connected is how we're in community with others who know Christ, spurring one another on toward love and good deeds. This could be in small groups or men's and women's groups, or through just friendships with the intentionality of other Christian friends, um, seeing each other as uh, brothers and sisters in Christ. Um, serving others is how we're serving, not just in the church, but also outside of the church walls. And then reaching out is how we're reaching out to either those who don't know Jesus or those who know him but are struggling. Our friends, family, neighbors, and coworkers who we interact with day to day, but we're intentional about moving those relationships forward. And so let's draw attention really quick to the order of this, because I don't think it's by accident that we go from the top down like this. Um, it's very, very easy to work from the bottom up to the top. Do we all realize that? It, especially if we're young in our faith, it's very easy to be zealous and to want to go and reach out to people and to serve and to do all things. And then, oh, by the way, if you have time, maybe end up loving God along the way. But what we have to realize is that done from top to bottom ensures that we're acting out of a full heart, a cup that is full. And we're not merely trying to act like a Christian, but we're acting out of a heart and a soul that is full of the love of Christ. Uh, Pete Scazzaro, the author of Emotionally Healthy Spirituality, puts it this way. We are doing for God out of a deep being with God. And then John Mark Comer, the author of The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry, says we need to be with Jesus, become like him, and then do as he did. 
this is how we, this is our hope that we first love God. We spend time with him. We know him and we know his grace and his mercy and the purpose in our lives and his purpose for our lives, I should say. We know our identity, which is found in him and nothing else. And out of this, we serve. And instead, oops, I lost my place. And out of this, we serve and interact with our brothers and sisters in Christ and our unbelieving friends and people in our spheres of influence. Um, Then our vision for Haven specifically is to be an intentionally diverse and safe place where ones can explore the claims of Christ, receiving his healing, falling in love with Jesus, and live lives of joy and purpose. We strive to be intentionally diverse. We want to be different so that all people feel welcome here, that people feel like they can come as they are, so that people can feel the love of God in this place. But we don't just want it to be a safe place so we can remain safe and stagnant and not move. We want to be safe and confident so that we can all continue to move forward and grow in our faith. This reminds me of the C.S. Lewis uh, quote in the book, The Chronicles of Narnia, where Lucy asks Aslan the lion, is, er, asks about Aslan the lion. He says, is he safe? And the beaver's reply is, of course he's not safe. He's a lion, but he's good. And so we have, we have a good God who wants us to live life to the full, but the fullness of life is becoming more and more like his son, which requires us to live by faith and trust and to pick up our cross daily. We want Haven to be a place where people can explore the claims of Christ, a place for non-believers, doubters, and people with questions, where people can receive healing spiritually, but also physically, mentally, and emotionally. And we want to be a place where we can all fall in love with Christ and to live with lives of joy and purpose. It is out of our love for him that we find joy and we find our purpose. So that's where we want to launch from, our mission and vision. Now we'll look back at the past year and then we'll look forward to the upcoming year. And now I'll pass it over to Don Hamperian. Joel thinks I'm taller than I really am. (laughs) Um, So uh, what I'd like to do this morning is review financials, and not just for the sake of saying, here's some dollars and so on, but based on what Joel is saying, what do we want to do with money? Generally, money, if you uh, invest in retirement or something, money works towards a goal, a mission of some sort, and we want to use our money that has been graciously given by everyone for the purposes that Joel is describing. So first is uh, our review of contributions over the last few years. And uh, again, I want to thank everyone in this room because we had a a good year of uh, offerings of around $244,000. And um, really, we were able to do some amazing things with that money, which is... Again, money works for something. 
whether it's a new car or whether it's a house, here it works for the mission and purpose of God's plans for us. And paying bills. <laughs> yes, that's an important part of that mission, is paying our bills. So you can see here over the last few years that um, uh, we've been uh, going up slightly, and uh, I've been really appreciative of that. The next slide represents uh, 2023, our uh, regular expenses. So what we did is we divided out the building, which I'll go over in a second, from our, our regular expenses. And from that standpoint, we had uh, uh, giving a right around $218,000 when you round it up. And uh, in the uh, pieces of the pie there, you can see that uh, the majority of the uh, dollars go for administration, which includes um, paying the land contract that uh, we have for this uh, building, as well as utilities and salaries and so on. And so that's the biggest piece of the pie. And you can see some of the other types of uh, investment we've made with uh, discipleship. And we uh, try to make a, um, a sizable and hopefully growing investment in our missions every year because uh, we want to represent that. That's a value for us and a way that we can use uh, money to work for God's blessing and for his purposes. The next one is a uh, slide about the uh, breakdown of offerings uh, for 2023 for all of you who want to see a little more detail. Uh, we had about 25000 just about $26,000 in uh, special giving, in other words, designating giving, where you write building fund on your check. Um, and then we had about $217,000 in regular giving, which is uh, funds that you, you write a check for and you don't specify that's for the building or for a particular ministry. Uh, and then uh, benevolence, we had a little bit of uh, designated giving for benevolence. Uh, what we typically do there is if we have particular benevolence uh, uh, opportunities that we'll look at reaching into uh, the general fund when we need to for benevolence. So we don't limit ourselves to $740 of benevolence a year. And then uh, that makes a total of $244,000. And uh, we have a rule that we want to keep um, at least $50,000 in the bank uh, for any types of emergencies or anything that come up. And right now we have a balance of about $84,000 in the uh, bank. Um, and uh, some of that goes for uh, things like property taxes and other stuff. But essentially think of that as the beginning of some money to invest in our future in other ways. The building, in my viewpoint, was all about investing in our children's ministry. That was the main focus of the building work that we did last year. But we're also thinking of the future as we grow, as, as, uh, uh, as we need additional um, staffing, for example. Uh, we want to start thinking about that. And so when I see the $34,000 difference there, I start thinking of those opportunities. So as you pray about things, if God comes to you and says, here's a vision for what we can do, feel free to have a chat. I'd love to hear those sort of ideas. And then the, the building, again, through your generosity, we built the building, well, built the building, we remodeled the building uh, without any debt, we didn't have to take out a loan or go to uh, borrow money or anything like that. 
And the way we did that was we had about $54,000 in designated giving over the last three years. And then because we are blessed with a little bit of a balance in the savings account, we were able to transfer uh, $45,000 from the savings account uh, into the building. And uh, that gave us a grand total of just a hair under $100,000 to do the uh, remodeling, uh, the um, changeover of the um, HVAC. We replaced most of the HVAC. Uh, we repainted nearly every interior wall in here. And um, we accomplished a lot with uh, $99,244. And I thank you again for that generosity because that was done for our kids it's to grow, to provide the ability for kids especially kids, to have a nice environment to learn and to feel safe and to feel that that is their part of, this is part of them. It's part of the, uh, what they uh, will remember as they grow older in Christ as a safe place to come and hear about Jesus. And so uh, it's not just money. The money is important. We have to pay the bills. But uh, the, this is about investing, about investing in people and in the future so I uh, thank you for your generosity again. And if you have questions, feel free to uh, talk to any of us on the finance team. Good morning, friends. My name is Mike. Uh, you know, there, we're going to look back on some of the things that happened in 2023. And there are a number of times in Scripture where God calls his people to remember to look back at what he's done, to look back at his faithfulness, at what he's accomplished. And I don't know about you, but it is really hard for me to do that. When I complete a task, I move on to the next thing. When I complete that, I move on to the next thing with little thought about what had just happened, how I could have celebrated what God did, how I could praise him for his goodness. And that comes at a personal cost to me when I forget to celebrate what God did, when I forget to acknowledge his provision when I forget to acknowledge his goodness and give him the praise that he deserves. So in these next few minutes, we're going to take a look back at some of the things that God did in 2023 through this group of people, through this body uh, we call Haven Community Church. And as I jump in, I want to give you a, a second to think about what are some of the things that you would put in this uh, little highlight reel, if you will. What are some of those significant moments in 2023 for you in your family? What did you see God do? And how can you celebrate him? How can you praise him in the moment? First thing we're going to look at is the Capernaum Winter Formal. This is an incredible opportunity to honor teens and young adults with intellectual and developmental disabilities in our community. Such a sweet time. Capernaum does a great job of fostering belonging for this group of friends and, and helps them find Jesus and grow in their faith. It, it also shows our heart to partner with others in the community for the sake of those uh, we love and care about uh, within the, the body of Christ here and around the world. And we praise God for what he's doing in our midst here. And this is another way to humbly acknowledge that we need others and others need us in the mission as we continue on. The next thing I'll mention is the Easter Jamboree. It's an incredible time to engage families uh, with young kids in the community. So many people in our area are spiritually open and would love an invitation if they were just reached out to. 
So many people are spiritually open. And a lot of young families are also looking for opportunities to do something that's free and fun with their kids. And and here's an opportunity for us to get to serve both of those needs at the same time. And bless kids, bless families, give them a warm introduction to, to our home here at Haven. And the next Easter Jamboree may be coming up soon. So maybe there's a way to, to contribute, to volunteer, to serve, and bless other families, and invite other families uh, to experience this, this great event uh, that we host every year. I think one of the biggest blessings for us as Haven in 2023 was the opportunity to extend sabbatical to Pastor Brian. <laughs> Incredible time. I think those two months flew by for all of us, particularly Pastor Brian and Maria. And I think Joel mentioned this earlier, but taking a weekly Sabbath needs to be a regular rhythm for anyone who calls, uh, calls himself a believer. We need this time of rest and refreshment in our, in our week. And full-time ministry takes a unique toll uh, on a person. And what a blessing it was to give Pastor Brian the opportunity to step away for those two months, to focus on his walk with the Lord, to hear from the Lord, to seek refreshment, renewal for the season of ministry to come and really now is. So such a blessing that we were able to extend uh, that opportunity to him. After 20-plus years of faithful service, this was his first sabbatical. Sabbatical was quickly followed, as you've heard, by renovating the children's ministry. Uh, we're so thankful for all that went into the planning, the hours of volunteering to execute that vision, you know, so our kids can have a beautiful place to get to hear about Jesus and to fall in love with him and grow, grow in their faith. Friends, we love our community. We love the next generation. And we also love people who have never heard the name of Jesus. In the country of India alone, there's 1.3 billion people who have never heard about Jesus. That number is staggering. That number is daunting. That number is overwhelming. And and while you and I cannot do everything to meet that entire need, Haven, what you did was really significant. We gave a donation to Remy, a ministry we partner with, Reaching Indians Ministries International, led by Saji Lukos, an incredible godly leader. We raised money to buy a motorbike uh, like the one you see here. Uh, and, And that affords the opportunity for a missionary that serves with Remy to go to two to three villages every day, where that same missionary could possibly walk to two to three villages in a week to get to share the good news about Jesus. We gave the opportunity to expand the mission far beyond what that missionary is able to do just with his own two legs. And that's, these are the modes of transportation. You walk or you have a motorbike. We also raised funds to give six months of ministry expenses to a missionary serving on the ground, a native Indian reaching out to his own people. Haven, your generosity is reaching people in a country many of us will never step foot in, in a language that none of us will ever speak. Incredible the, way God, the ways God is using us uh, here in our community and around the world. Uh, he does, yes. Yeah, he does speak English. I don't know how many languages. Probably at least two or three. Yeah. And last but certainly not least was the blessing we had of meeting four incredibly gifted graduate students from Ohio State uh, over the holidays. Uh, these, these students are from Nepal in India. 
And we had the blessing of getting to host them through IFI, another one of our ministry partners. They, they're an international student ministry at Ohio State. 90% of international students never get to step foot in an American home. Uh, these students got to spend a weekend in an American home, with, which was kind of encapsulated by a really special dinner at the Brooks's. Really sweet time with those, those students. And Haven, as, as I close here, there are so many things that are not reflected in these highlights. So many prayers prayed, so many hours of service, so many encouraging words that were passed on. I, I hope you're encouraged by what God's doing. This is just a small piece of what he's doing in and through this body. We're so grateful for you and excited for what's to come. Pastor Brian, could you come share with us where we sense God leading us in 2024? Oh, boy. Hey, good morning again, everyone. I want to say a special welcome to any of you who might be guests with us. And this is a little different Sunday for us. We do this once a year, Vision Sunday. And um, I'm just sitting here just wondering how I'm going to come up here and speak because I'm full. I'm really full. Um, I want to thank the Lord for blessing us with Joel and Don and Mike, my fellow elders who co-labor and serve hard, and these are godly men, and I am very, very grateful to each of them. Uh, I want to thank them for even their words here this morning. Um, when Joel stepped down, I, I don't know if you saw me whispering to him, but I was, I was just so ministered to by, by the, the, the heart with which he communicated what we are all about here at, at Haven. Um, I, I'd like to share with you now again uh, where we sense the Lord taking us this year. Now, now each year that we do this, uh, understand that it's not like we do one year, let's, let's just move on to the next one. Because the gospel itself is so incredibly multifaceted. And, uh, you know, we, there's no way we can ever exhaust the goodness of God. Uh, yet he does have these seasons where he says, this is what I want you to be focused on. And that's what we're doing each year as we, we take some time uh, towards the end of the previous year. We pray together. We say, God, what are you saying? And it's, 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 it's uncanny how the Lord speaks in community. We're hearing the same things. We're saying, yeah, this is it. And very simply... The focus that uh, I, I hope that we all join together on this coming year is love your neighbor. Love your neighbor. You know, we live in a culture today that there's so much bickering and animosity. And we, we, we've seen this, you know, you go on social media, it's always how you should hate your neighbor. And what we're all about is loving people people that you disagree with, people that seem unlovely, but the calling on the Christian is to love your neighbor. And this coming year, we're going to be emphasizing that and re-emphasizing it and re-emphasizing it. We started this year with a message series that I called Building a New You. And just so you know, everything that was spoken over the last four or five weeks was with intention to bring us to this point. We were talking about the importance of if you belong to Jesus, God has called you to a life of constant change. You don't stay the same. He loves you right where you are, but loves you too much to leave you there. 
I think, I don't remember which one of our elders just said, you know, that we've not arrived. None of us have arrived. And that's one of the beautiful things about this gospel message, that there's so much more that God has for us. And with that in mind, you know, we said, we've got to start thinking differently if I'm going to live differently. If I want to live right, I've got to think right. And I've got to start seeing people differently. Every single human being is created in the image of God. That means you're supposed to love them, right? we got to learn what it means to, to listen to people. And, you know, we believe that we've got a, a good news. That's what the word gospel means. It's good news that Christ, Jesus Christ, God became flesh, dwelt among us. He, he showed us what perfect living looks like. And he came ultimately to go to a, a cruel Roman cross to take punishment that you and I deserve for our sins. He says, I'm taking it upon myself. That you could have life. Just receive forgiveness. That's the good news. And so we present this. We present this good news. But sometimes we don't want to listen to what anybody else has to say. But we got to learn that loving means listening. you got to learn to listen. We talked about the, 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 our speech. The, the words that we say. And that when I speak to somebody. It, it, you know, James talks about it having the power of life and death. And that, 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 that my tongue, it's, it's a little thing, but it's kind of like the, the rudder of a ship. It's small, but it can lead a large vessel in one direction. It's, it's, it's a small thing in that, you, you know, it, it's, he uses a, a very sort of the, the negative side of the tongue. That it, it, it can be like a spark that, that creates a, a wildfire. But we as the people of God need to understand that the tongue is intended to be used for blessing, for building up, never to tear down, never to tear down. There's this passage in Luke 10 where this teacher of the law, this expert in the law, he comes to test Jesus. He says, teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? So Jesus, you know, as Jesus tends to do, I don't know if you know this, you know, but oftentimes when people ask Jesus questions, he just... He asked them a question back. You know, there's something very powerful about that. It reveals ourselves. And so he says, what's written in the law? You're, you're an expert of the law. Why? You're asking me, what's written in the law? How do you read it? And so he answers, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, and with all your mind, and love your neighbors yourself. You've answered correctly. Jesus replied, do this, and you will live. End of conversation, right? One would think. One would think. But he wanted to justify himself. And he says, so who, who, who is my neighbor? And you know the story. You know, Jesus goes on to tell this parable about this, this, this man who is walking on this, you know, this wilderness road. And he's attacked by robbers. He's beaten. He's robbed and you know there's a you know a pharisee there's a levite there they they come by and there's priest and they they go by on the other side of the road and along comes the samaritan who takes care of him he he binds his wounds he heals him up he he takes him to an inn he he provides for him and and says look if there's any additional cost i'll come back i'll take care of it and so, yeah, Jesus then says, so, so which one of these was a neighbor? Well, the man who cared for him. Now, now I, I know y'all are Bible scholars, so you know this, right? <laughs> Maybe not. Well, excuse me, Adam. 
a Bible scholar, someone who knows the Bible inside and out. <laughs> Samaritans were hated by Jews. And Jesus tells this story intentionally, saying, this was a Samaritan that came and helped out this Jewish man. So who is being like him? Jesus did this all the time. You know, he, 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 just, he, just, he, took, he took a lot of the, the cultural traditions and just turned them upside down. He's communicating to us that the person you're supposed to love is that person that the culture tells you you're not supposed to. Those people who are on the, the other side of the, the political spectrum, those people who have a different cultural background from you, a different ethnic background from you, a different socioeconomic class, he says those are the people that you're supposed to love and care for. And so again, as we, as we enter into 2024, we know it's going to be a tumultuous year. We know that, right? And we can just you know, put our heads in the sand, or we can say, no, I'm going to be very intentional about engaging this in a way that reflects Jesus. And this is our prayer for us, that we want to be in that space. So love your neighbor. What, what does that look like? Our prayer for each one of us is that week by week, Day by day, Sunday by Sunday, we want to be able to, to, to say at the end of this year, and I'm hoping before the end of the year, I'm encouraged. I'm encouraged. We, we want to be a, people that, that are intentionally saying, I, if I'm not feeling encouraged, I want to be encouraged. You, you know, loving people, lo- loving others would be so easy if not for people. Right? Because <laughs> people aren't always lovely. I, I'm sure you've got someone in mind right now. I say, I, I love everybody but that person. Or those group of people. Those Samaritans. And we need encouragement to do this. So I'm going to ask that, you know, in our small groups... When we gather together in the, in the foyer on Sunday and we're, we're interacting, you know, one of the, the most beautiful sounds to me is when I'm in, the, 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 in my office praying before Sunday, I just hear this buzz. I love the sound. And, and we can't get you out of here on a Sunday. We're hanging around. That's a lovely time to encourage one another. We need encouragement. We do. The writer of Hebrews says these words, and let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds. We need to spur one another on. Not giving up meeting together, but encouraging one another. And all the more as you see the day approaching, the day being the return of Christ. He's coming back. We know that. But he's saying day by day, encourage one another. So as you, as you think about that neighbor that you, you, you're planning to reach out to, you want to invite them over, but, you know, honestly, you just feel a little nervous. You're just kind of like, I just, you talk to your friends and say, I want to do this. You just need to hear somebody beside you saying, look, you can do this. You got this. Just be a friend. Don't, don't come with an agenda. You know, we need to have those words. For, so we need to receive and we have to give. What does that then mean? It means that we have to be intentional about gathering together because you can't. You can't encourage unless you're with people. So to make the, the, the Sunday gathering, your, your life group gathering, your ministry team gathering, your, 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 your coffee shop gatherings, do you make those intentional? And we're going to want to spur one another on to love and good deeds 
2024. Let's encourage one another. I want you to get to the end of the year saying, I am encouraged. Yeah, it might be tough, but I am encouraged. The second thing we're going to ask you to be intentional about as you approach 2024, saying, I want to love my neighbor, is to be equipped. You know, because quite honestly, it's, it's, not, it's not always easy to, 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 to love on people you don't know so well. Maybe, maybe you, like me, have been praying regularly for your neighbors, you know, you know, many of us have been uh, using a, a website called blesseveryhome.com. Bless Every Home, where my neighbors pop up, five neighbors every day pop up with a, a, a prompt to pray for them. And I pray for these neighbors. Some of them I know, some of them I don't know. And I'm, I'm just feeling this, you know, I've been praying faithfully for a while now. And, but I'm feeling this, this prompting. I've got to do some more. I've got I to do more than just pray for them. Prayer is important, but, but I've got to do more. I've got to equip myself. I've I, I got to be ready to do this. Many of you, I know, were at our first equipping of, of 2024 yesterday morning. Uh, Heather, are you back? No, Heather's teaching back there. I, I heard she did a fantastic job. My wife was there. My, my daughter was there. But, but again, y- y- I don't know how to engage this conversation. I don't know how to do it. Well, we want to equip you. I, I pray Sunday by Sunday when you come here to hear God's word, that word equips you. You know, last, last week we, we referenced James again. James says that faith without works is dead. So you can't just hear the word and do nothing with it. You, you got to act on it. But we want to equip you so that you can act on it. But you got to take advantage of that. So we're going to be having these equipping sessions every two to three months. And we, every time they come up, we will highlight. We'll give you uh, enough notice. Uh, typically, we'll do these on a Saturday morning for an hour and a half or so. Just, But, but prepare yourself to say, I, I want to be equipped. I, I want to do this because I really do want to love my neighbors. I, I, I don't, you know, my flesh doesn't, but the spirit in me says, yes, I must. This is what we're called to do. This is, this is primarily how we love God. It's by loving people. I, I can't say that I love God and hate my neighbor. That John says, if I do that, I'm a liar. So we want to be encouraged. We need one another to do that. We need to be equipped. We need, this is one of the, the giftings of the, 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 the leaders in the church. It's, it's to equip the saints for the work of the ministry. A lot of people think that the pastors, the elders, the leaders are, are supposed to come here and make you feel good on a Sunday morning. And I hope I do. But it's not about all just feeling good. It's about being equipped. Why? To do the work of the ministry. That all of us are involved in this. I can't love your neighbors for you. You have to love your neighbors for you. So get yourself equipped. Be encouraged. Be equipped. And then you can't just leave it there, right? Like James says, you got to do something with it. So you got to be engaged. You got to take some action steps. This is where, for many of us, we can, oh, we can, we we can talk theology. We can talk Bible. We can say, here's my statement of faith. But we got to engage. 
we, we, we got to really meet up with people. We, we got to get uncomfortable and get out, outside of our, you know, our spheres of comfort. We, we, we got to be willing to do that, to be engaged. Let me back up one sec. Here's what Peter says about the step just before engagement. He says, in your hearts, revere Christ as Lord and always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you for the reason for the hope that you have. No, no, no. Listen to what he's saying here. Be prepared, that's the equipping, to give an answer to everyone who asks you. That means people are asking, which means you've got to be engaged. Nobody's going to ask you a question if you're not engaged with them. You've got to meet with people. You've got you to be with people. You can't love people without being with them. That's just part of how it works. <laughs> So, so, so there needs to be for each of us, and I know we have uh, different capacities, so we're not all going to go out and win 20 neighbors around us. And so, but if there's even one neighbor that the Lord has placed in your heart, I said, you know, this year, I just want to build a friendship with them. And, and never to view a human being as a project. You, you have to genuinely love people. To genuinely love them. Hebrews again says, Do not forget to do good and to share with others. For with such sacrifices, God is pleased. He's pleased. I, I, my prayer, our prayer again, is that each one of us would come to the end of 2024 saying, I'm encouraged. And I'm equipped. And I'm engaged. You know, Christianity is not a spectator sport. How many of y'all watching Super Bowl tonight? How many of you participating in the Super Bowl? <laughs> right, right, right? Adam is participating. <laughs> Adam's a linebacker, you know? <laughs> no, yeah. So, so you, 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 you know what I'm saying? It's not a spectator sport. We're, we're called to be in the game. We're called to be in the game. How, how, what are some practical ways that we can do this? Some of you are familiar with the BLESS acronym. We've used that here before, but, but, but let me remind you of BLESS. Begin with prayer. You, use, you know, this is just a tool, but, but, but use blesseveryhome.com. It's a wonderful resource that we can very quickly look to and say, here are my neighbors. I, I know most of them by name now. I don't even know every face yet. But it does also give good hints. And not only do I engage in prayer, but also care and also share. Begin with prayer. You can't change another person, and I can't either. I pray for you, Haven. My brothers and sisters, you who call this your home, I pray for you every week by name. I, I love the breeze. If you're not done breeze yet, please get your face in there. So. But I pray for you because I find that when I pray for you, my love for you increases. And likewise, when I pray for my neighbors, even though I don't really know them, my love for them increases. It's hard, it's hard to... to to, to pray prayers of blessing for somebody and not love them. So begin with prayer. Uh, 
We did a whole message on this. If you've missed any message in the series, please go back and listen to the previous series. But we need to listen to our friends. We need to listen. And to listen beyond the words. To, to listen with the, 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 the Spirit's ear, where as I'm having a conversation, I, I'm asking the Spirit of God to say, help me to understand really where they're coming from, Lord. Help me to understand that I'm not just readying myself with my answer because I'm looking for a, a debate or an, you know, I want to prove this or that. No, I want to listen to show my neighbor that I love that I do care for them and perhaps even in that context, they may want to listen to me, to listen, to, to eat with them. There's something about a, a meal. Throughout the, 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 the pages of history, through, throughout, uh, from generation to generation, from culture to culture, there's something very special about having a meal with someone. You know, anywhere you go. You saw an image of me in India on the back of the motorcycle. I ate in many homes. And there's something about just having a meal with someone that develops, deepens a friendship, a relationship. And then serve with them. Serve with them. I invite your friends to, to, to serve as you are serving. When we did this building project here, I had friends who are not even connected to the church come and serve in the, in the building with me. One of the things that I oftentimes do when I see my neighbors working on projects at home, I'll ask if I can help them. And I ask them to help me when I'm working on my projects at home too. To serve alongside people. To say we're, we're, we're doing this together. There's something again very bonding about them. And, and then the final S is to share our story with them. Now, I'm not talking about beating somebody over the head, but to share your own story. To, to, to tell people about the goodness of God, the things he's done in your life. You know, we should have the desire for anybody that we know. If I really love people, I, I want them to spend eternity with me in heaven. I, I want them to experience the goodness of God. I want them to know that when you're in pain and suffering, you can still rejoice. You can still smile. You can still say... You're good, God. It is well with my soul. I, I want them to experience the knowledge that there's a God in heaven that loves them with an everlasting love. That there is absolutely nothing that can separate us from the love of God that is in Christ. Jesus. I, I want to share that story. I want to share how I, the place I have come from where I knew nothing of this. But I now know there's a God who loves me. And I'm a fallen human being. But my sins are taken care of. That this... Good news. This good news is simply that God loves the world so much that he gave his one and only son. That whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. But, you know, we live in a culture where if I go up to a stranger and start telling them about the goodness of Jesus, they'll be, back off, buddy. You, you one of them Bible thumpers? They, 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 you, that, that's the kind of mindset a lot of people have. But if I'm willing to engage and love people right where they are, there's, there's a greater openness. A greater openness is saying, you've listened to me, now I'm willing to listen to you. But bottom line, whether or not somebody says yes or no to Jesus, God calls you and me to love our neighbors. As yourself, that's true. You, you, that, that is what it is. Adam just said, if you didn't hear him, because Adam knows the Bible too. 
to love your neighbor as yourself. How do we love ourselves? By knowing there's a God who loves me. And so I'm flawed, but I can love myself because God loves me. And so I need to love my neighbors. We're going to, again, invite each one of you to join us on this journey this year. We're going to keep bringing it back. The message series that we're going to be going through, through, every one of them is going to remind us of this high call to love our neighbors. For the Lenten season, we're going to be talking about the Beatitudes, which if you read through them in Matthew 5, you'll see that Jesus calls us to love people who don't want to love us at all, but we will do, the, do what he's told us to do. In just a moment, we're going to bring back up the, the praise team. And uh, I, I just want to close with this because I, I, I know, again, that we need this encouragement. We need to be equipped. We need to engage. And it, it's, uh, you know, when we think about the Great Commission, what God has called us to, he says, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you. But he leaves us with this, surely... I am with you always to the very end of the age. Amen. Father, thank you so much for the work that you're doing in this small body of believers. You're changing us. You're transforming us. You're making us into the likeness of Jesus. You've called us to love our neighbors. I pray, God, that this coming year that we would learn this more and more tangibly, how we do this. When we fail, God, that we would repent quickly. And that, uh, Lord, that we would come alongside each other. We can't do this by ourselves. And thank you so much for this body of believers. I, I thank you, God, for the encouragement they are to us who do lead this church. I, I thank you for just the, the week-by-week encouragement I receive as pastor. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for that, God. Lord, may we be the kind of people who are willing to engage. We pray all this, Lord God, in Jesus' name. Amen.